welcome to the Chile Today podcast. I'm Bethany Francis. And I'm Alicia Lubin. We're two broads living abroad, broadcasting from Santiago, Chile. We explore Chilean news, cultural topics, travel, business, and more. The Chile Today podcast is the first ever bi-weekly English-speaking Chilean news podcast. To learn more about the news topics you'll hear today, check out chiletoday.cl and enjoy quick updates from around the country on Instagram at Chile Today News. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Also, if you're feeling generous, rate and review us and share episodes on your Instagram stories. If you'd like to hear about a certain topic, have a story to share, or would like to ask a question, contact us directly through our Instagram, at Podcast. Hey, Alicia. Hey, Bethany. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, trying to stay warm in this particular day that happens to be cold because yesterday was not cold. Which and is... awake. This is like cuddling and movie weather. Oh my goodness. I would do anything for some hot chocolate right now. Oh yeah. Mm. You can buy it at the leader. And it's nice. It has the little marshmallows in it. It does. It does. Uh, but you have to make sure you don't put too hot water in it or the marshmallows melt. Yeah. But for a while, I did have real, like, like gigantic marshmallows, which you can also get at the liter, that I just, like, put one in there. One and done. One and it's done. It's a one and done situation. They're huge. They're huge. I like them. Uh, I like it floating around in there like a giant iceberg. And you can kind of take, like, little nibbles out of it. It makes, like, a false foam. <laughs> oh, yes. I love it. So, yeah, that's basically my dream. That I'm just surviving on marshmallows and hot chocolate right now. Right. And judging by the weather, Christmas must be <clears throat> the right weather? around the weather. The weather. <laughs> I think, yeah, it feels like Christmas weather. I want to put up a tree. I know. I mean, at least today. Like, the weather is, like, because climate change is so inconsistent right now. Usually, I'm freezing my butt off in Chile at this right. time of year. And I think I put my, my like, heater on, my portable heater, like, four times maybe since right. this winter happened. Yeah. So... I don't know. Maybe it's the new apartment. It's warmer, but I... That's it. It's not impending doom. No, it's not. Um, the world is not dying. Uh, everything's so fine. Everything's fine. Everything's chocolate. fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how are you? What's going on with you? Mm, doing good. Just working a lot and waiting for the borders to open. Oh, God. I can't even. I am... I was... This weekend, I was so stressed because I have a trip in August to see my family and um, I don't want to, like, lie to get out of the country. So I'm just really hoping they open the borders, and they just keep extending it. My poor friend Mary. Hey, Mary. Hi, Mary. She has had to reschedule her flight four, four times, I think, now, because they wait to, like, three days before the border. Like, because the borders were supposed to, well, we were supposed to, the extension yeah. was for this Thursday, which I think is today that you're listening to this was when those borders were supposed to that was like the final day and then they extended it again until the 25th of july so if you're listening they have extended border closures cross your fingers that they open them um so that i could go on my trip selfishly But you have some COVID updates for us, don't, don't you? I have the Paso a Paso updates, yes. Wonderful. So the thing, I know there's a lot of confusion because they have changed the Paso a Paso plan, like, which basically means for, you know, literally in English, is the rules for um, phases and quarantine and how those have changed. So uh, the overarching idea is that there are now going to be different rules for fully vaccinated people with that means people with the pase de movilidad versus people who are unvaccinated so hopefully this will encourage people to get more vaccinated so we're going to start with all of the phases and talk about the rules so if you're still confused get a pen and a paper 
maybe put this a little slower than I talk to get all the rules figured out. So if you're in phase one, which is quarantine, unfortunately, you don't have any extra freedoms as a vaccinated person phase one, except for the fact that you don't have to apply for permits. So what that means is if you have the vaccination pass, the pase de movilidad, basically the only freedom it gives you is you don't have to apply for a permit every time you go to the grocery store or things like that, the, the necessities. Gyms are still closed, restaurants are still closed, all of those things. You can't leave your air, like your area in Santiago, you can't leave your comuna if Santiago Center is in phase one. You can't go to Providencia if they're in phase two or vice versa. So where it really starts to get changey is in phase two, transition, the transition phase. So um, if you have the mobility pass, you can travel within different regions or cities that are in phase two or above. If you aren't vaccinated, you can also travel, but not on the weekends. So basically, if you're vaccinated, you can travel at any day. If you're not vaccinated, you cannot travel on the weekends, but on the weekdays. Um, so if you're vaccinated, also that you can have up to 10 people in your home from Monday to Friday. On weekends, again, you can't have anyone. But from Monday to Friday, you can have up to 10 people. That goes down to five people if you're unvaccinated. And they say you must socially distance. Not sure how they're going to uh, enforce that you're socially distancing in your home. But that's the rule. Um, so for restaurants and gyms and things like that. If you have a vaccination pass, you can... you um, What? Oh, yeah. You can, wait, what? Sorry, I'm trying to read my notes. <laughs> Cut this out, give me a second. Yeah. Um, so if you're vaccinated from Monday to Friday in phase two, you can sit either inside or outside the restaurant. But if you're unvaccinated or you don't have your mobility pass, you can only sit outside the restaurants. Again, that's Monday through Friday. No weekends. Because again, phase two is basically quarantine only on the weekends. Gyms, exactly the same thing. If you're vaccinated, you can go inside gyms. If you're unvaccinated, it says you can go outside gyms, but I don't know any gyms that <laughs> have outside uh, workout places. There's like boxing gyms. There's one Maybe. in Parque Rocco, but they've been open anyway yeah, in phase two. So they're just like same, same, but different. Yeah, so I don't know. But anyway, so gyms are going to be open um, and you can go inside if you're vaccinated. And when, when I mean vaccinated, that's with your mobility pass. So if you're, you know, if you're not, uh, if you don't have a visa in um, Chile, but you got vaccinated somewhere else, unfortunately, that does not apply to you. Or if it hasn't been two weeks, it has to be two weeks after your second dose. And you can download that mobility pass online. So then they have public events without interaction. I'm assuming this is like fairs, like food fairs and things like that. If it's outside in phase two, you can have 100 people that are vaccinated, 50 people um, unvaccinated. If you're unvaccinated outside, you can have 50 people, 25 inside. With interaction, I would assume this would be like a wedding or in the stadium. 50 people outside for those who have a mobility pass. And if you do not have a mobility pass, it's completely prohibited. Who, who is going to be counting and like going up to people? Is there going to be private security, do you think? Well, the you thing is... Like, do you have your pass? Do you have your pass? Do you have your pass? I hope so. Like that's the... I do think that restaurants will be pretty... Yeah, I can see that easily. But. Yeah, and I know that 
for example, in the stadiums, mm-hmm. they already have to do scans on every uh, carnet and every passport when you enter the stadiums. So that's like control like um, the crowds and stuff. So they're already doing scans for those kinds of things. So I feel like that would just be one of those things that they would already do. Like where's your mobility pass? And they would scan them. So they already have scanners. For things like fairs, like I'm not sure. I guess it because they're private fairs, I guess it would depend on where the fair is and all the things. I would hope that they are, you know... Not that I want anybody to be bullied or anything, but I do want to encourage more people to get vaccinated. So, I mean, it's not a big, just get your vaccination and then you're good. You go in the, I mean, again, private entity, the gym, the gyms want to make money. They haven't been making money for years. They're going to be as, I, I feel like as strict as possible with those rules, just in case. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. So that's phase two, y'all. Looking at phase three, preparation. So, for, again, interregional travel, there's no restrictions for both groups as long as you have a sanitary passport, which the sanitary passport's just your thing that you go online, you apply for it, and you say, I am not, I do not have COVID and a fever, which is basically nothing. But It's very simple. It's very simple. Um, So, for private events, which is like if you have people in your home, if you're vaccinated, you can have 20 people in your home. If you're unvaccinated, you can have 10 in your home. Whoever has 20 friends... What? Okay. I don't have that many friends. (laughs) So anyway, restaurants can have people with their vaccines, both inside and outside every day, even on weekends, but only outside again with those without a pass. Same for gyms. So for events with interaction, you can have a thousand people with mobility pass for outside events, 500 inside. That goes down to 200 without the mobility pass, outside 100, inside. For those with interactions, you can have 200 with mobility pass, outside 100, um, inside, without the mobility pass, 100, outside 25, inside. Just outside, inside, outside, inside. inside. Just, yeah. Okay, just basically the idea is if you're wanting to do an event or if you're hosting an event or if you're going to an event, check the numbers online because it changes with everything okay this next one is really really important this is phase four which is called opening there are restrictions and rules for opening we don't have a complete phase five yet which is going back to normal there are still restrictions here sweet sweet freedom right so this is important so for travel you can travel with with or without a mobility pass as long as you apply for a permit online just like in phase three Private meetings, you can only have 40 people. Who has 40 friends? I don't know. Um, If you're vaccinated, unvaccinated, that's 20. Okay, so there's still restrictions on how many people you can have. Restaurants can have people with or without a mobility pass inside and outside. Same thing for gyms. But with with events without interaction, you can have 5,000 people vaccinated inside. 1,000 people unvaccinated. Wait, what? I said the backwards. 5,000 outside, 1,000 inside for mobility passes. This goes down without mobility passes. So that would be 500 outside, 200 inside. So with interactions, that goes down 1,000 inside, sorry, 1,000 outside, 250 inside for pass holders. Okay, so with interaction, that's 1,000 outside 250 inside for pass holders 250 outside 100 for those without so 
what I'm assuming that they're going to do is like, for example, if you have a wedding, you have to, if you're going to invite anyone and everyone, right? Like you're not going to just invite people who are vaccinated, you, it's going to restrict your numbers, right? So for private events, I think is the thing, like you can only come to this if you're vaccinated, that way we can have 5,000 people or whatever outside. But so I, I'm not exactly sure it's going to work. It's so new. Um, I'm sure we'll update you about the, the faults and positives and what's been happening as we get along with this. L lots of numbers. Basically, if you're going to go to an event, um, be vaccinated, get your mobility pass. If you're not vaccinated, check those numbers um, and just stay safe, y'all. And speaking of vaccinations, the president of Las Condes' clinic board, Alejandro Gil Gomez, received a third dose of the coronavirus vaccine after reportedly demanding the inoculation. This ended up with a sanitary summary by the ministry regional secretary. Gil had already received two doses of Sinovac's corona vac vaccine when the nurses told him that he wasn't eligible to receive a third Pfizer dose. Gayete and Gil both existed, claiming that he regularly went to high-risk areas. The nurses then proceeded to vaccinate him. You mean demanded. Yeah, he was just like, you have yeah. to give it to me. Existed. The two nurses later complained to their superiors, and after one of them was identified, she was fired without compensation. This caused the head of the outpatient department, Leticia Ortiz, who had 15 years of experience at the clinic, to quit her job in, solidar in solidarity with the mm -hmm. other nurse. Ortiz was not the only one to leave the clinic. The head of the clinic's medical body, Viviana Herosovic, uh, wrote a letter in which she too resigned and said that she was saddened and ashamed with the news made public. It seemed that ethical limits are not enough and the fear has moved the line what is tolerable within the clinic. He defended himself after the news was made public, talking to La Tercera, Tercera and saying that the third dose had been recommended by his personal physician. Ugh. When asked if he had any self-criticism about the incident, he simply said that the clinic was working on its defense in response to the regional ministry regional secretary's summary. The immunity provided by the Sinovac vaccine, which has been given about 27% of Chile's population, a little bit more now, has yet to be determined as to the new variants circulating throughout the country. A study by, the group of, by a group of investigators from Brazil, Spain, and the United States indicated that the vaccine is only around 42% effective against the Brazilian variant for people over the age of 70. Studies as to its effectiveness against the Delta variant, um, which is the most recent variant to arrive in Chile and potentially one of the most contagious, has yet to be completed. Yeah, so basically this guy was like i get a third vaccine when everybody else is still in line trying to get vaccines which is illegal you're not special whatever your name is he did gil gil you're not special gil fish from finding nemo but also just very sad that people came forward and were like hey i think this is not right and they were let go and i know that people have cited privacy concerns like they're not really allowed to divulge what's happening with patient you know, confidentiality, but where's the line with that? I'm so tired of rich people, like, just being like, you know, the rules don't apply to me, I'm rich, so I get the vaccine first, and it's, it, dude, come on, we all want this fucking thing to end, we all do, like, stop jumping the line, stop thinking that you're better than everybody else, and you, and rules don't apply to you, like, stop, rules apply to you, pinguino, gosh, stop getting your penguin vaccines. 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, there have also been 10 more people that we they found out have also given themselves a third vaccine. Because that's probably going to happen. We're probably going to all get a third vaccine. Patty even said, I just belched. Patty even said that we're probably going to start in September with a third vaccine, which is great. But that's, you got to wait. Wait your turn, dude. You know? Oh. And that poor nurse. Poor thing. Okay. Well, um, in other news, uh, the U.S. Embassy has a new ambassador to Chile. So Joe Biden, the president of the U.S., appointed Bernadette Meehan. Uh, she has, as the ambassador, she's linked to the Obama Foundation as his representative, and she's been representing Chile. She's represented Chile before. She's cur- she was the executive vice president of global programs for that the Obama Foundation, and she served as a foreign service in foreign service for more than a decade. When she was a diplomat, she had various positions, including special assistant during Hillary Clinton's term as Secretary of State. That was 2009 to 2013. In addition, her ex- she has experience in Dubai and Baghdad, which is super cool. Meehan has worked as also as a, a consular officer in Colombia. So she has some Latin American experience as well. So the White House announced the nomination of... Um, also has announced the nomination of Denise Campbell Bauer to France, if you're interested. And um, the Principality of Mon- uh, Monaco, she, they announced Peter Haas as the diplomat delegate to Bangladesh. These have to be um, confirmed by the Senate before assuming their functions, but this, they don't think there's going to be any conflict, and that's probably going to happen. So... There you go. New ambassador. New ambassador and new president of the Constitutional Convention. Ooh, I'm so excited about this one. Elisa Loncon is now the president of the Constitutional Convention. During its first meeting, the convention's constituents chose their leaders. That's a hard word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> chose their leaders, and even though Loncon didn't win the necessary 78 votes on her first try, the runoff gave her a decisive victory with 96 votes. Mm-hmm. After Loncon won, she delivered a speech in which she thanked the people who voted for her for, quote, giving their trust and voting for a Mapuche woman to change the history of this country. And she added... This convention will transform the country and turn it into a multinational, intercultural country. I love it. Loncon studied English at the University of Frontera in the La Aracania region with postgraduate courses in the Institute of Social Studies in Holland and at the University of um, Regina in Canada. She has a master's in linguistics from the Universidad Automática Metropolitana, that is also hard, um, from UAMI in Mexico, and a PhD in the humanities from the University of Leiden in Holland as well. And a doctorate in literature from the Pontificia de Chile. She currently works as a professor at the University of Santiago and at the Pontifical Universal Catholic. Thank you so much. She is also a part of the education and linguistics rights for the native communities of Chile Network. She has always been an activist for the Mapuche community, participating in different Mapuche organizations since her childhood. After completing her studies, she dedicated herself to Mapuche linguistics and rescuing native languages, which is so badass. She's amazing. She is such a badass. Like, she's been arrested. She's been, like, charged with, like... Crimes is they're like, ah, she's a terror. No, she's amazing. She is, like, so, like, queen goddess. She all, she was also a member of the Consejo de Todas las Tierras organization that aimed to create a Mapuche state, which created the Mapuche flag in 1992. Although she is not currently an active member of any political parties, she sympathizes with left-wing ideology. 
She was elected a convention member with 11,715 votes, representing the native communities of various regions in Chile. She's amazing. I was so amazed and proud when an indigenous woman became the face of the Chilean constitution. And it's like jaw-dropping for me. Because the previous constitution, correct me if I'm wrong, but it didn't have representation for oh, the indigenous not. peoples, correct? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, the previous constitution would have probably been happy if the indigenous people just didn't exist so <sighs> that's a big step that's a big step oh, within like 40 years ish roughly give or take like that's huge from having no representation to becoming the president of the constitutional convention yeah, and thank goodness because there was we've talked about it in previous podcasts the left fought tooth and nail to get indigenous representation mm-hmm. and the right wing didn't even want indigenous repre- representation at all in the constitutional convention but they set aside the left fought to set aside seats to make sure that each indigenous community had representation based on the populace had a voice and it's like yeah we need to be fighting for that's the things we need to be fighting for and i'm so proud and there are so many things coming up the primary elections are this weekend we'll keep you updated about that um we want we'll have a podcast um two weeks like a week and a half after that so if you want uh, live updates uh, go to chiletoday.cl for the news or follow chile today news oh we'll just you know in our podcast instagram too we'll have all that too at chile today podcast so exciting times for chile politically we'll keep you updated exciting Okay, y'all, we're going to be talking about seven things that make our homes in the U.S. different from how we live in our homes here in Chile today. No, and specifically the U.S. because we've never I mean, yeah. lived anywhere else. But maybe it's similar to your home in the Canada or the U.K. or Australia. Or, or the or Columbia wherever or wherever where you're listening you from or wherever you are from. Yeah, I mean, tell us. Like, do they have these things where you come... Or if you... I would love to know, like, the history of why of some of these things. Mm-hmm. So if you know why, like, what's the cultural reason why, then uh, tell us, correct us, because we're probably going to speculate a little bit. We might have some speculations. We might, we might, we might speculate. So, um, yeah, so what, what you're, you'll, you'll start, right? Yeah, I'm starting. Um, the first thing that it was very bizarre for me was the amount of security, mm-hmm. because you know, coming from a place where you leave your keys in the car and your door unlocked literally all the time. Um, here you come and you're walking around. I was like, why are there these huge fences? Huge fences. In the neighborhood. Every house. Really Every high, house. And they all have bars, like metal bars on the windows. I couldn't figure it out. Um, but the think what was like kind of cool but very shocking for me was the conserjes like the doorman <laughs> yep everyone has a doorman everyone has a doorman everyone and that in the u.s where i was from in colorado like you'd have to be pretty fancy to have a doorman fancy af yeah but here everybody has a doorman yep i got a doorman yeah, you got a doorman i mean it's it would be wild to live in an apartment without a doorman right. like that is the rarity so, I mean, and the doorman does everything. Like, right before, like, just a few minutes ago, like, the doorman called up and was like, you have a package. And I'm like, thank you. Can you thin it up? And, like, 
That's so, like, normal. Amazon's not leaving it on your front porch. Everything. No. And your friends have to sign in. Like, if your friends come over, they take down their route or their passport number. Um, but it is kind of nice. It always, I always feel very safe here. Yeah. I mean, you do have to, you always still have to be skeptical because you don't know the doorman. You know, you never know. But I have had friends who have, just side note, I have had friends who have had doormen, like, um, supposedly break in because some people, for, this is just, if I were you, this is just like, if I were you as, especially as a gringo here, because you are a target, if you're going to live here, don't tell your doorman you're going on vacation, just in case, just in case. Cause I had a friend who did that and who like, um, was like, I'm going on just so you know, I'm going on vacation. She came back and her, uh, apartment was robbed. And I don't remember how she found out it was her doorman, but she did. So, I mean, I would say, like, in 90% of the cases, your doorman's doing his job or her job, door woman, uh, door person, person very, very well, especially because most apartments also have cameras in all the halls and in the elevators. I mean, outside of the building, yeah, in the building, some in your apartment, yeah. So, I mean, you know, still be conscientious and everything. You never know. But yeah, I, 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 we've said this before. I feel safer in Santiago than I do in a lot of places in the U.S. I would by far. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I totally agree. Security, a good thing. I'm going to talk about the kitchen because there's a lot of elements of the kitchen that I came to this country and was like, oh, uh, mm, what? Mm. So some of them are products in the kitchen. These are things that are going to be, if you live in a typical, if you go and you room with Chileans or if you go to any Chilean Airbnb or household, you're going to be like, that's weird. <laughs> but it is the it is a thing. So the first thing is every Chilean household has a tostador. Every Chilean household. And as far as I know, this is a Chilean thing. And it's, it's a toaster, but it is not a toaster the way we would think of a toaster. It is, have you seen one of these? No. Cause, yeah, because you haven't lived in a Chilean home. I mean, I live in Chile in a home. Right. But I am, I 100% know that next time you go to an Airbnb, there will be one there. Okay. Tell me what this is. Okay. I'm so intrigued. I can show you in a few minutes, but it's a flat piece of metal okay. with a handle uh-huh. and they put it on the stove yeah and it toast, yeah yeah the it toast door <laughs> the toast door yes those yeah the toast door and it um it toasts their bread evenly it, yeah it is a preferred method of mine now that you're mentioning all of this it's kind of nice it, I would prefer an actual electric toaster but my boyfriend scoffs anytime I suggest it but also what I've noticed is my boyfriend laughs at me, but and we didn't again. I didn't notice this until like he pointed it out. But because I'm a gringo, I toast both sides of my bread. Yeah, because a toaster, an electric toaster, is gonna toast both sides of your bread. You can't leave one untoasted. Right. My I boyfriend thinks that's balance. weird. Why is that weird? Because in the toaster, they only toast one side, and then they take it off the fire. Well, it's because of the the um, barraqueta. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Oh, okay, which yeah, you... <laughs> and the reason <laughs> for that. <laughs> it's because for a lot of their breads, they're rounded, like the batido maraquetas. They're mm-hmm. rounded on one side, so they only toast one side. Also, something I've noticed, Chileans like to burn their toast. Oh, it's you good that? for you. My grandpa did that. Is it good for you just saying that? My grandpa said that. Yeah. Because <laughs> also, with, with bread, I'm just another comment is that I don't believe in is... With the maraqueta, with certain types of, like, buns, mm-hmm. they take out the center of yeah. the bun because they're like, it's less healthy. I'm like, I mean, more bread is less healthy, but the toasted part can't be 
It, unless there's like a chemical reaction. Are you a scientist? Are you a bread Are scientist a out there? Bread. But scientist? I feel like there is. There can't be a health difference between toasted and un. I just that doesn't, doesn't it make give any him, sense. Like, more iron or fiber or something with the char. I, I stay tuned for part two <laughs> on Chilean toast. Um, but okay, so other things that you might see in the kitchen are traperos. These are cloths you put over your broom to mop. They don't really, and by they, I mean the majority of Chilean households don't use mops here. They use their broom and they put a cloth called a trapero over their broom to mop their houses. That is what they use. You will see that, and I thought this was really weird when I first came here, and now it's just a normal part of my life. Do you have a mop in your home? I have a mop. Yeah. I have a spin mop. Girl, you fancy. It's from, the, it's from Costco. Oh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. But, no, it's, a uh, no, it's, the trapero is the way, and then they just take it out, and they wash it, and then that's how you mop your home. And, again, like, it's, they use, like, for the tostador, for tostadora, tostador. I can't remember. Um, for those things, it's just, like, it's always worked for us. Why would we change it if it's not broken? Like, you know, for us, it's, I think for gringos a lot of time, it's like, oh, electric toaster is obviously better than just putting it in the fire. Or, like, this mop is better than just a broom. But for them, it's like, why do I need a mop if I have this cloth thingy? Um, small trash cans. Small irrationally small trash cans what in the, the kitchen. Ah, uh, in the kitchen. I was like, bathroom in. No, in the kitchen. Like, every, like so in the U.S., you have, like, the big trash can that comes to your hip in the kitchen that you put all your crap. Yeah. And then you take it out, right, every day. Mm-hmm. No, it's like a small mid-calf. Do you have a big trash can? Yeah. Okay, see, this is not Chilean. The Chileans, you're going to have a... Pay attention to the next time you go to an Airbnb. Okay. Their their trash cans are small, like smaller height than your knee trash cans that they have in the kitchen. And you like take the trash out almost every day. And their trash bags are small. Probably notice that a majority of the trash bags are really small. I have. And then they have like a giant size. Yeah. Like also where you just not. put, where you put dead bodies. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's like irrational because in, for me it was like, but. You don't compost your bodies? No, I do. They're in my composteta. I was gonna, I was gonna say, like I thought yeah. I saw on no, Gringo no, no. Scope but Green. most people don't compost their bodies because they're Here. not ecological, right? Yeah, not yeah, yeah. Okay. So it does take a long time, though. Those worms really it go does. into town. Yeah, I've noticed that here. I don't know if it's the climate or. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you'll if you come like visit here and live with a Chilean, or you stay at an Airbnb, you'll notice that there you're gonna have to take the trash out a lot more because for some reason. And honestly, probably the space in the kitchen as well. Like, mm. I don't know if you were going to talk about this, but the the kitchens are all, like, a lot of kitchens are closed in. They're closed in, and they're rectangular. They're not, like, square and open no, like in the States. No, they're, they're, they're long and rectangular. And then they have the Cocina Americana, which is becoming more and more popular yeah. here, which is the, the open kitchen. And that's, that's why they're called American Kitchens, because that's a thing that's new here that they're like, oh, kitchens mm, are open granite. in the U.S. I do not like um, cocina americanas because I cook too much and my entire home would smell like food forever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's a couple things that's going to be different in your kitchen besides having to like light your own stove and almost burn your face off. But that's just, just normal. Depending on where you live, um, you might have a nana. I 
the found that that was very interesting because in the U.S., you'd have to be pretty wealthy to have somebody come and work in your home. Oh, yeah. Um, it's so normal here. Or, like, my Midwestern parents, you just, like, that's why you have a kid. And, <laughs> um, but, yeah, here it's pretty normal to go into your friends' homes, depending on where you live, and there is a person, typically a woman, that's working and, like, helping clean and helping sometimes cook or helping sometimes with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, here it's pretty normal to have what they call, like, a nana. It, it's, it, yeah, and in some parts of Chile, it's weird to not have one, especially mm-hmm. if you have kids. When I moved here, because I'm from a blue-collar family, it made me deeply uncomfortable. Like, the whole idea of having someone else do the things that you should be doing in your home, which should, I put in quotes, um, was really um, uncomfortable to me because I was raised in that, like, culture of, like, take care of your own shit, you know? Now it's, like, super normal, and a lot of people have them, and... I I agree if, like, you have a family and a lot of things to do, like, it makes sense to have them. Though I'm going to put a big caveat here and say don't treat your nanas like second-class citizens. Ooh, and also pay them well. Pay them well. If they want a contract, give them a contract so they can get, if they're from a different country, that they can get their visa. Pay give them, them well. their holidays off. Get, yeah, don't, oh, my God. Oh, I've seen so many nanas working Christmas to serve, like, the rich people their Ugh. food and stuff and take care of the kids. And I'm like, you know what? Christmas, one day out of the year, take care of your kids, you know, so that your nana can go be with their family. So, um, you know, so I'm not against nanas or anything. I have friends who need them for various reasons. And I think that if you pay them well and... It creates a job. Yeah, it creates a job. It gives people money. You know, do do you. But don't see, treat them as inferior. There are people who treat them as inferior and don't pay them well. They're like, oh, well, the price for a Nana is this. So that's what I'm going to pay. Pay them enough to survive. Right. You know? Um, so, yeah, that is very common here. Oh, my turn. Uh, so, we a paper in this country is weird. Um, I'm mentioning paper as office supplies because my home is now my office. And um, the normal printer paper here is longer than... Have you noticed this? No. I had a printer <laughs> and it came without the cable and I was like, yeah. No, like if you... The normal quote-unquote paper here, like for contracts, Penguin was nodding, and um, just regular paper that anything's printed on is long. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like about three inches longer than what you would normally use as regular printer paper in the U.S. It's it's weird. Like legal size? Isn't it called legal? I think it's the difference between saying carta or letter versus legal. And it's like literally, mm. it's they're long. And like if you have like a regular binder here, it's going to stick out of the binder and everything. It's real weird. That and like average notebooks, like notebooks like you would write in. Or do not have lines. Right. They have, it's all uh, graph paper. Like, you have to go out and search for a notebook that has lines. And that's weird for me, obviously, because in the U.S. you can... Also, like, have you have, probably haven't noticed, but they don't sell, like, packets of a lined paper. paper. There's lined it's paper. nowhere. No, I mean, or even graph paper. Casillas has some great options for inexpensive office supplies that are more quote unquote normal. But if you go to like Leader or Jumbo, Mm-mm. it is very difficult to find what we would deem as like normal office supplies. Like you're saying, like, where's the paper? 
Yeah, the the you can get like reams. Is that what you call them of mm-hmm. printer paper? And you can get like the quote unquote like what we're more associated with the size of paper. Right. But um, and you can do that, but it's going to be harder at just a regular grocery store. Also. Um, if you're not at like a big grocery store, sometimes you have to go to a pin store to buy pins. And what you get at like a regular grocery store is going to be like, there's a pin quality difference in Chile. There's a pin, like you have to invest in pins here or they're just going to like crap out on you. So just a quick note, like I said, Casi Ideas, but also Papalaria, they have some nice office supplies. Lapis but they're, Lopez. Lapis is Lopez, also good. Nacional. But like, yeah, your general grocery store isn't going to like have no. the hookup. You have maybe. to go to an office supply store, right? If you want to get good office supplies, so that's a if you're if you're starting a business in Chile or you're coming here to work or be a teacher or something or like student, that yeah. or student, like keep that in mind. I remember my first like couple of weeks here, I lived in a neighborhood that didn't have a big grocery store; it just had like a Leader Express, which is really small. I had to walk around with the neighborhood for a pin store to find pins, and then I was just like, oh, I'm just going to buy the cheapest thing. And within, like, a week, they stopped working. And I was like, um, uh, okay, maybe it's a fluke. No, 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 you got to invest in pins here. <laughs> it's a thing. I don't have a lot to say about this next one, but if you don't live in a newer apartment building um, or even a newer home, I hope you like wood. There's just Girl, I love wood. So, okay. I did set you up for that. I'm sorry. Um, but there's a lot of wood in the apartment, like wooden accents. And the, I mean, the doors are wooden. But when you get here, you'll understand, like, if you go see an air, like a, even like a slightly older Airbnb, there's just wood everywhere. And the carpet's not a thing here, which Mm-mm. I'm actually happy about. Mm-hmm. Because now that I haven't lived with carpet and I have swept and vacuumed Ugh. and mopped as much as I have right. because of the pollution, the even I, the idea of carpet disgusts me. me. heebie-jeebies. Yeah, I'm like, a week and a half in Santiago and your floors are covered with a layer of smog dust. I can't even imagine, like, what you track in on carpet just in normal... I can't. I don't want to think about I it. I don't, like... If you have carpet in your home, I would Gross. highly suggest not doing that anymore. And don't have people over. And can I mean you know, imagine like people just walk in with their shoes? With their shoes, it's so and weird on now. your carpet. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can see the footprints that people make just like coming in. And I'm like, imagine having carpet. Like, mm. You don't even see that. I sorry, I'm just gonna carpet tangent. Anyway, so yeah, everybody's got hardwood floors. Um, Everyone's got wood. Not hardwood necessarily. It's sometimes um, it's softwood. <laughs> Okay. Um, So my next thing is um, no heating, no air conditioning. There you go. That's, 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 I mean, it is, it is what it is. Like you, it's so, it's, I mean, I know, hey, I know right now in in the U.S. things are really bad with like heat and things like that. And I'm not going to say, like call anybody for using their air conditioning, but I do feel normally when it's the U.S. in the summer like where I'm from, like people are like, it's so hot, my air conditioning won't keep up with it. And I'm like, I don't have an air conditioner. I'm sitting in my shorts and a tank top in the middle of my living room, sweating onto my couch. Yeah, like, there are two options, naked or two sweaters. Those are the seasons. Like, Oh, yeah. Like right now we're all sitting in my apartment, like with our long sleeve shirts and our sweaters. And actually it's not that cold outside. It's not, and it's, yeah. I mean, it's not like, especially like if you go to a really cold part of the the country or if you go to the beach or something where it's windy it is so normal to be in the winter like sitting inside with your long sleeve shirt full coat um 
and scarf, like just sitting in the living room, chilling out. Like, and you get used to it. It's not that bad. It's not like, bad now. It's the the luxuries that like people think they can't live without. You can live without it. Calm. I mean, maybe not right now. Like I said, if your your particular state is on fire, that might be a necessity. But if that would happen in Santiago, we would be um, in a real bad shape. My last one was. There's, like, not really dryers. Maybe your apartment bi- building might have, like, a lawn- lavanderia. Is that what it's called? Uh, like, a laundry yeah, mat. Like, like a, yeah, your, your apartment building might have a laundromat. But your apartment and our house probably won't have a clothes dryer. Yeah. Clothing dryer? If a, a dryer hookup. If right. you are lucky enough to have an apartment that has a washer hookup, which that's a big if, and that's with newer buildings... of apartments here do not have a dryer hookup. Get yourself a rack. Yeah. I mean, it's just not a thing. People, and it's considered very, like, luxurious to have a dryer. Like, my boyfriend's parents have a dryer, but they are kind of luxurious. But it's weird. It's, like, not, it's not normal at all. Like I said, like, 90, 99%. It's actually lujo. It's super lujo. I mean, it's, and so everybody dries their clothes on a rack, and on days like today, I have clothes drying, they probably won't be dry for three days, so you have to, like, plan ahead. I'm like, I need that shirt for this thing I'm doing. Uh, in two I need, weeks. And, and, you know, I'm just going to wash it right Better now. Wash it now, yeah. Hey, in the summer, though, in the summer, things dry pretty fast. because Lickety split. Yeah, because we don't, we don't have a humid summer. We have very dry heat, so things dry within a day in the summer. But in the winter, it's like... We should put put these uh, in the living room right next to our TV so that uh, they'll dry in time. Again, luxuries that you sort of forget about until we start thinking about this podcast and being like, oh, yeah, oh, that's a thing that's... I used to have. I rented, a, I rented a cheap apartment that was like 40 years old in the U.S., and it had a washer and dryer hookup. And an electric toaster. Oh, my goodness. And no bars on the window. Yeah, and it actually came with its own fridge. I didn't have to buy my own fridge when I moved into an apartment, which is a thing. Like, a lot of times you have to bring your own fridge, bring your own stove. Like, that's if you're planning to move to Chile, keep that in mind when you're looking for houses or that apartments. That allows those expenses real quick. Yeah, because they're, you're going to be moving into zero. There's not going to be – it's not going to include – most ones are not going to include a stove – a fridge, anything like that. So keep that in mind, my friends. Also to keep in mind, Bethany, we have a, we have a little virtual event coming up, <laughs> We don't have an we? event. We're going to do a, a virtual trivia night. So international friends, you can participate. You can also win prizes. Don't think you can't win prizes on we'll this virtual trivia night. We will make sure you win something if you win. We're going to have five rounds of virtual trivia we're gonna give you more uh, info on that follow our page at chile today podcast it's gonna be so much fun we're gonna be there we're gonna meet you we're gonna chat we're gonna do all sorts of things you might even get to see pinguino in real life he's an uh, adorable penguin we will put more info up on our instagram yeah at chile today podcast. we love you guys so much hope everybody's staying safe yes and when in doubt gringo out bye Hey guys, the Chile Today podcast is produced by Diego Pinguino Rivera. It is written by Alicia Lubin and Bethany Francis in conjunction with ChileToday.cl. Hope you enjoy.